0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some people have a favorite verse, or a few verses of the Bible. The ever-present John 3, 16. I think all of us know it. That's one of them. Or the verse that everyone quotes. That's actually just the first half of a verse from Psalm 46, about God telling us to be still and to know that He is, I am God. I was speaking with a fellow cleric on Saturday, and he told me that the opening strain of the Isaiah passage we read a few minutes ago was his favorite verse. In like manner, I have several verses and passages that I like, but all of them fail to live up to my enjoyment of reading and studying this prologue to the gospel according to St. John. It just isn't, for me anyways, Christmas or Christmas Day until I have heard and read it. And I think part of its appeal to not only me but to many people is the beautiful and poetic language used by St. John to describe the mystery of the Incarnation. How from the very beginning, Jesus, the Word, was not only present and active but was with God. And critically, for us Christians who profess the Trinity as the fullest expression of understanding who God is, This word was not only with God, but was God. Not many books of any genre can open with such profound writing, breadth, and truth. And then, of course, there is that shocking turn that we hear. So shocking that Christians bow their head or genuflect in reverence, and the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. God, the creator of all things, that which no mind can conceive of anything being greater, became flesh, became man, became just as vulnerable as you and me today, and dwelt or the actual real Greek word there that I know somebody here is going to love, he tabernacled with us. He pitched his tent to dwell and to be with us. That's one of those spine-tingling, goose-bump-inducing realizations that leaps off the pages of Holy Scripture. And when we consider the full implication of that, which culminates in the passion, the death, the resurrection and ascension of our lord jesus christ how are we not awestruck when we read or hear that but before that bit about jesus coming as the word to pitch his tent with us st john gives us a glimpse of the reason that jesus was born and instead of the scene we heard last night of angels and shepherds of there not being any room in the inn and of Mary giving birth to Jesus and laying him in a manger, we see that Jesus came for a noble purpose indeed, even though it was wrought with disappointments, a failed recognition by some to know him, but still coming with hope. It is that twinge of sadness in St. John's writing that I think speaks volumes as he relates to us That this very world, created by the word of God, and just remember back to Genesis, and God said, that Genesis 1, six times do we have that, and God said, and God said. This is Jesus, that word being that which was spoken. If we go back to Genesis, which this passage hints to, we realize that this word, this world didn't recognize the word from whom they were whom they were formed. And it's not a -a throwaway line, but a frightening image of how distant creation was away from God. And St. John in his gospel alludes several times to Genesis, and this is one of those passages. And we see a universe created by God the Holy Trinity with God having conversations just like you and me do with man And then we have the fall, the separating of wills to the point where one party, and that would be us, do not recognize what God looks like, even when he's presented to our very senses. A week ago, I was at a wedding and someone came up to me and called me by name. And to be honest, I had absolutely no idea who it was. And finally, after, you know, just that little bit of small talk that you do to be polite, I finally said, you're going to have to help me out because I have no idea who you are. And it turns out that it was a person whom I haven't seen in seven or eight years. And as best as I can tell, he's grown quite a bit older. But what's worse is he now has a, not just a beard, he has a great, big, full beard. Looks completely different than what I had seen him before. And that's the image, I think, St. John is trying to tell us. Mankind was so far removed from fellowship with God that we no longer recognized God, even when he knew us. And God wanted for that to change. And so Jesus Christ, the Word of God, and never forget this, the Word of God also being God, him very self, came to be among us to help us recognize him again, and to become his children. Jesus came to call us into fellowship with him again. The word came, the word called us, beckoned us back to the Father. In the fullness of time, God came down to us, not to abrade us, not to wag his finger and say, for too long you've been getting it all wrong and now get it right. He could have literally come down as the Almighty if that was his goal. But rather, he came to us as a child. And in so doing, to make us all children. Children of God. The word came to call us the word came to beckon us to show us that he still recognizes us even when we don't recognize him the man whom i saw at the wedding whom i didn't recognize once he began to talk after he had revealed to me who he was I immediately recognized, you know, that timber in the voice, that way people say things, and I recognized him. Later on in this same gospel, we remember a similar occurrence between Mary Magdalene and the risen Jesus, when she mistook him for a gardener, until that is, he called her by name. Jesus came. The word calls each of us by name. And it is up to us how we respond back. Do we refuse his call because we no longer recognize that it is God the Son calling us? Do we continue to not know Jesus, even though he has come into this world, the very world that he created? Or do we respond to his beckon? Do we receive him? believe in him, and allow him to renew and reshape us. If we do answer his call, if we do believe in the power of his name, we become children of God, brothers and sisters with Jesus and the entire household of faith. It is a rebirth, a renewing, each of us being born once again but this time not in flesh and blood but born into the spirit of god into the power of god all of this because god came down to show his love for us in the only way that we might be able to understand to live a life like we live and to redeem us with the ultimate price the giving up of himself for us. That is the glory we behold. That is what grace and truth look like. Yes, Jesus was born as a tiny baby and laid in a manger. But the glory is the Son of God, the word that spoke all things into being and continues to speak to each of us to call each of us daily to himself and to reign from the cross as king, as victor. He came to defeat the powers of darkness and death and to lead us all into eternal life by becoming children of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 阿们